Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello and welcome back to Keeping It Real with Caroline and Sophie. We're delighted to be back in Caroline's kitchen. Thank you for listening. It's so good to be back and it's especially good to have the amazing Grace. Sophie and I were so blessed a while back to meet this extraordinary woman. We went to this wonderful empowerment event Mm -hmm. and I will never forget... On stage came this absolutely beautiful, beautiful woman who then started speaking. And I was blown away. Yeah, but I, to the point of being speechless, I was so blown away by what Grace has been through and how she has so gracefully come to the other side of some of the most horrific experiences you could ever imagine. But not only that, how she has reclaimed her power, how she has built the most extraordinary life and how she is giving back to community in the most remarkable way. It's uh, you're one of the most inspiring women I think I've ever met, Gracie. And we should also add that uh, amazing Gracie is also an ambassador for the Prince's Trust, which is why she was at the foundation that we were at the night that we met her. And we are delighted to have you here today and really, really excited to have you share your incredibly empowering story, your journey from where you started to where you are today. And we hope that our lovely listeners will be as inspired as we were by you. So welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate all your kind words. Thank you. So, should we start from the very beginning? Um, Exactly. Where were you born? When? How old are you? We want the whole story. (laughs) Start from the very, very start. So, I was born um, in East London. So, I'm an East London girl. um, And 
that was in 1986, so I'm 32 now. And I was raised by my wonderful mother, Jane, and um, I grew up with my siblings at home, and she worked extremely hard as a single mother to give us the best life she possibly could. So, How, she, how many siblings did you have? And so, where was your dad? So my father um, lived with his other wife, so they separated when I was very young. Um, however, they were still friends and they still communicated, so I would go and visit my father most weekends. Um, but my father had Parkinson's disease, so as I grew up, he started to de deteriorate, so it got worse as I got older. So it was quite difficult to form a relationship with him. Mm. Um, but my mum is an extraordinary woman, you know, and at times they had their own difficulties, but she always said to me, you know, I want you to get to know the man and you can decide, you know, yeah. how you feel about your father, you know, which I think mm. is extremely fair. I love that. It's such a good attitude. And I think even when the person you're with might not be the best role model or partner, um, you know, to have the support of your mother to allow you to build a relationship, whether it's going to be a good one or a bad one, is incredibly powerful and important because two parents make one person. It's not just the one. 100%. I love the way you've said that, actually. I think that can be used as great inspiration, you know, to a lot of people. I wish I'd had a mother who said that to me. Yeah, really important. And so that gave me the room to get to know my father, who was an extremely dignified man, um, considering what he was going through. You know, I mean, he was on a lot of medication to survive the Parkinson's disease. So a lot of the time when I would visit him, he was in and out of docile sleeps. And so, and I would help feed him because his hands were very shaky towards the end. Um, so that became my normality. But I was very fortunate, you know, my father picked some extremely strong women, so his last wife, my stepmother, um, she took me and she knew me from about the age of two, so when I would go, go around there, um, you know, I would call her mum as well, really, and, and she really embraced us all, which is incredible, I think, you know, yeah. it's wonderful when women work together to raise children. So she was a wonderful person to have in your life exactly, as well. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's good. Not a wicked stepmother. No. A wonderful stepmother. A wonderful stepmother. That's very nice to hear. And I think it's also really important for anybody out there who is a step-parent just to be aware of, I'm sure everybody is anyway, but it's something that certainly crosses my mind when I think about my future, uh, is taking on another family comes with their own things going on within the family, their own dynamics, and just being really sensitive to those children's feelings. And, you know, you're taking half of their family away and um you know the I know certainly from my children you know with with um my ex-husband's new partner sometimes they feel slightly insecure about you know how much time daddy spends with them and you know even if it's not a serious girlfriend it's always something that goes through their minds yeah and I think it's also you know when if someone has children of their own and has a little bit of experience. You know, I think often if you get divorced relatively young, you know, there is a chance that, um, that you know, the ex-husband might meet, like in Alex's case, someone who is a little bit younger and doesn't have children. And it's, you, you, you've really got to have that sensitivity because yeah. it's, 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 it's difficult for both parts. It's yeah. difficult for the woman coming in, but it's also difficult for the children yeah. in many ways. Exactly. Yeah. So full support all round on Absolutely. all sides for everybody. And, you know, I think the other thing is when your partner does get a new partner, 
you have to embrace all aspects of your new chapter. And if your partner gets a new partner, then you have to be on board for that and supportive and encourage the children to really embrace it as well because you want them to feel happy and secure, whoever they're with, whether they're with you or your partner. Exactly. And I think life is difficult enough as it is. You know, we all have enough challenges in our day-to-day lives. We don't need also to be challenged when we end up falling in love with someone. I think you're so right in saying embrace and support as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. But back to you, Grace. What happened after you had... So you took very good care of your father with great support from his wife. Exactly. And did they have children together also? Yeah, so my sister Janine. um, She's about 25 now. So... You, you know, it was it was difficult, and um, she would tell me stories because we were very close. That he would sometimes take more medication in order to appear stronger for when we arrived. And and to me, you know, when I look back on that, I think what a beautiful man in all of his suffering. You know, he really tried his best to still show up for us, which oh, I think is incredible. That is, that is so sweet. Gosh. Yeah. Wow, that so, is such a compromise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happened next? So um, he passed away when I was 15. He got cancer, but his body was obviously too weak to fight it. You know? for you. Yeah, it, it was very difficult. You know, even though as a child, I always had this sense of awareness that uh, unfortunately at some point he was going to pass away. You you just think that he's he's going to be there forever, you know? Mm. And um, so when he passed away, that was very difficult. And I didn't really know how to deal with it. I was extremely angry, you know, and I... It's really took me down a road of kind of... I started to drink quite heavily after his passing. Mm-hmm. Aged 15? Yes. Oh, my yeah. goodness, sweetheart. But how did you... Did you get in with the wrong crowd or um, how, how did that happen? Uh, I so I had I mean I grew up in East London mm. and you know at the time it was quite a rough area and um which which area in Hackney I okay. grew up in Hackney yeah. um but I had a wonderful group of friends actually mm. and my mother always really encouraged us to you know be involved in different activities and hobbies so I you know I danced from about the age of six tap dance contemporary jazz so I was always actually active and doing things mm. you know um and I had a really beautiful circle of friends at the time but you know we lost our parents all at a very uh, you know a year apart so, so there was a group of you that had been through the same yeah exactly exactly gosh. which in one way is supportive yeah but so how come you all lost parents at the same time uh, illnesses you know and um gosh that is so tough I mean I lost my mother when I was 11 right well and it was like such a it was not only was it obviously the most painful thing you can possibly mm, experience, mm. but it was also the, the shock of it because no one had ever died before. Right. I, 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 you know, I had never had death close right, to me f- any time before mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or actually for many, many, many years after that. Yes. So it's a very lonely experience at the t- same time, being the one who who has this experience with, with, with no one around you really understanding what it is you're going through. Yeah. So we had this unspoken word, as much as we didn't really actively talk about it, because we were still too young, I think, in a sense, to kind of understand the emotions and the feelings. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, you know, I turned to alcohol quite early, really, and, and that... And when you say you turned to alcohol... It seemed like fun at the time, and mm. it was house parties, and it was the mm. stuff teenagers did. Which is still quite young for 15 it's, house yeah, parties. It yeah, it is quite young. But we kind of soon... It was... 
I suppose all of us at that time mm. didn't, you know, I realised probably after, you know, a while of drinking that actually this feels nice and mm. this doesn't make me think or, f or doesn't make me feel the pain. And, yeah. and that's something that started to happen. So, so the, I'm being numbed right now yeah, by exactly. what I'm drinking. But let me ask you a question. Did you not have a time that you had to be home every day? You know, did you not have, you know, if you finished tap dancing at six, you had to be home by 6.30. Was there not, you know, a real eye being kept on you? And then beyond that, you know, the affordability of drinking at that age, how do you, how, how can you afford that? And if you also are numbing feelings, you're also numbing control. Mm. And well, I guess having a working mother, it's yeah, also exactly, tough because yeah. if your mother's at work all day and you're going to tap, she's kind of trusting you yeah, to exactly. make that journey home. And she probably didn't have any idea that you were drinking. No, I don't think she would, she had any un idea of how much I was drinking at, at that time, you know, and it was progressive. It wasn't that at 15 I was drinking loads of alcohol. It was, you know, over time. Um, and then throughout some more of the experiences that, that, um, that I went through, it was then that that became my kind of default setting, that this, this is something that enables me to kind of get through life without having to really acknowledge what I have experienced or I'm going through. So... Oh, did you even know at that point that alcohol had turned from something fun and uh, an escapist moment of rebellion to something that you were then becoming reliant on to numb your inner pain? I think no. You know, it probably mm. was only until I was probably about the age of 18, 19 when I was becoming aware that it was an issue. So you started at 15 and by the age of 18 you were still drinking mm -hmm. and, and what else, everything else? Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. using drugs by the time yeah. I was about 19 years old, 18 years old. You know, my mum had amazing work ethic mm -hmm. and so I did the same. It wasn't that we were just allowed to, if you want something, here's the money. Mm -hmm. you, you go and find a job and you, and you get on with it. And so, so that's you, what I did from a young yeah. age. So I had so lots of different jobs. Lots of structure. Yeah, and lots exactly. Of support and lots of encouragement, but you had lots of inner pain. Yes, basically. Yeah. Correct. So, what happened at that moment in your life? So, you're 18, you're unfortunately in a position where you're having access to drugs mm -hmm, and alcohol mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're having a good time or you're not having a good time? Well, difficult because. Um, at the age of 17, you know, so after my pa father passed away, I was extremely vulnerable, you know, and mm. yearning for a father figure. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, I didn't have, although I had a father that was there, I didn't have a father figure in the sense of somebody that takes you to the park or, yeah. you know, I have one picture of us actually together when I'm about probably one years old where he is walking in the park with me. Um, but my memories of a, of a father is of a very sick man, mm. you know. Yeah. So I craved so had, and yearned for that. Yeah. And so, you know, I... I'm a big believer in kind of what, you know, energy and what I was putting out there at that age was kind of a yearning for somebody to come and kind of be a dad to me. Yeah, and yes, and so that can happen. You know, I was very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so I met somebody at the age of um, 17, which, you know... How old was he? He... He is, I can't really remember his age, but I mean, he's years older than me, you know, over 10 years older than me. Mm. And um, so that turned into quite a difficult and very dangerous situation, you know. Um, I was, I believe, and I know that I was groomed and, and you know, I felt like this person was a bit of a father figure in a sense. Are you in love with him? 
Um, difficult. I wouldn't say today as the person I am today. I know that that's not love. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's it, at the time yeah, I I saw him as in a sense a father figure. But what do you mean he groomed you? Can you explain what um, you mean? And what was it about him that attracted you to him? Um, and, and how did you meet him? Where did he pop up? Was he on the scene of partying or house parties or, or was he um, in the drug? So no, 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 I just remember, you know, I, to be honest, a lot of my, I remember meeting him, I think I was just simply walking, going for a walk somewhere mm. and, he, and, and he approached me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was, what, 30 or something? Or? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. would have been, you know, at least 15 years older than me. Um, okay. And so, um, and so, like I said, I think, you know, it's at the time, it's, you know, it's difficult. A lot of mm. people that, that have been through you know, abuse or have been mm. groomed, it's difficult for people to understand how it really starts. You so, know? so you were completely sucked in by him. Yeah, and 100%. the grooming started. And what does grooming involve? What does it even mean? I mean, so, you know, making somebody feel very special and making mm. them feel like, you know, that, you know, he made me feel as though I was at times, you know, almost helping him by being in his life, you know. And I'm naturally, innately a carer. I was mm. raised in, 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 you know, with having to look after my father, etc. So for me to feel like a man wanted me to care and look after him, in a sense, was me repeating the patterns of what I'd done with yeah. my father anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he made me feel very special, you know, at first. And safe. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and so, did it take a long time for you to feel like that, or did he? Was he? I mean, I think very it, good at what he was. Yeah, doing? Yeah, I think so, yeah. definitely. You know, and you um, were very vulnerable at this exactly, point. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And unfortunately, there are people out there that prey on mm. people that are, you know, that are vulnerable. Mm. Can I just clarify? He he was your friend. He wasn't your boyfriend. He was your friend. Well, at f- yeah. At I mean, first. at first, exactly. And you trusted him because exactly. he was your friend, exactly. And that was what you thought it was. Exactly. So you were entering into a very safe friendship with a man who was like a father figure to you. Yeah. And you were giving something back to him by caring, and it made you just feel a little bit more whole. And it yeah, was filling exactly. A void. Ex- basically, it was filling and then a void. He abused that and took it to another level and we don't have to go into detail about yeah. what happened yeah, if you don't of course. want to do yeah. but you were in a very very vulnerable dangerous mm-hmm. exposed position in your life at the age of 18 and yeah. did you tell your mother no so I mean I was so a 17 at the time and no you know it quickly turned into a situation where you know I was beaten up and I was raped and that <gasps> went on for quite a oh, long time gosh. you know and um oh. and so no, I didn't because I was, you know, I was, si- I was too frightened, you know, because of the threats that were told to me if I said something. So I mean, it's just, it's just beyond incredible how somebody can actually take that level of abuse from seeing that you're vulnerable and seeing that you're in pain and you have a void and turning it into something so disgusting and violent and just horrendous. You poor thing. Did your mother ever have suspicions that there was something yeah, yeah. not quite right? But at that time, I was kind of a little bit... I was being quite rebellious anyway, you know. I'd lost my father, yeah. I was, you know, drinking, I was using, And I guess cetera. at that age, you think you can handle it Exactly, in a way. You think, exactly. I'm a good girl, I know what I'm doing, I've exactly. been through everything, I can do this. A hundred percent. But when did you realise that you couldn't? 
I mean, you know, relatively early on, I, you know, after some of the um, situations, I was fully aware that what I was in was an extremely, you know, dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. But at that stage, there is, you know, there's the fear of, of leaving because of what might happen to you or to your family. Um, there's fear and that of, was a threat, was it? What yeah, exactly, exactly. So there was the fear God. of saying something and also in a very strange way but there is a level of codependency there yeah. so there's that fear of you know broken you, exactly there's yeah. that fear of who am I without this situation oh my gosh what a horrendous horrendous situation to be in and how on earth did you get out and how, how long were you actually with him for so this went on for about three months and then um, we at the time decided that, you know, the safest and the best thing to do was for me to leave the area because, you know, we were all really too afraid to um, call the police at the time. So this was this was telling your mother and your yeah, mother exactly. giving you the advice. So yeah. eventually well, it was, a, it was with a told. few of us, we didn't make yeah. that decision, not okay. just my mother, yeah. Okay, so you you finally have the courage to tell your mother, you know you've got a problem, mm -hmm. this guy is dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And the only option is to leave the area. Why couldn't you tell the police? Well, I you think were we were all too afraid, oh. you know. Um, I mean, I'm really hoping, I, 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 I totally get that as well. I, I just, I'm just hoping that today we're so much more aware of these things that people hopefully have the courage to know that there's a support system out there that they don't have to be quite so terrified. Obviously, it's hard. No, not it's to true. Be. But I do understand when, when, when the fear is, the, the, the fear is just so great. Yeah, no, I really understand that because how much can you be protected at the end of the day? And uh, no, I really, really understand that. Wow. So you simply decided to leave Hackney. Exactly. Yeah. And so. Um, that's what I did. And so I had an amazing friend at the time. So I stayed in three different places. I went and stayed with my grandparents and then I went and stayed with... But my mum... And what happened to the horrendous man? So at that time, you know, nothing. He, you you nothing. disappeared. I disappeared. He didn't find you. No. And you didn't hear another word from him? No. So while I was there, I was, um, while I was living in South London, I would travel down. Um, and I think this is what kept me going, actually. You know, my mum really believes in the value of education and, and how that can, you know, change our lives, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would travel down to sixth form while in hiding in the hope to get into Bristol University. And I got a place at Bristol University, which was, I mean, quite remarkable. But you know, at the time, I didn't have any feeling to what was happening or what had happened to me. You know, I just continued on. You're just in complete post-traumatic shock. Yeah, exactly that. And yeah. just completely disconnected because these very awful traumatic experiences, they can very often completely disattach us. Mm -hmm. Because exactly. there comes a point when the pain is so big that you just, you, you have to cut it off because you just can't deal with it. No, I really relate to that in so many ways. I really relate to that. Yeah. Um, and, but what a lifeline. So you've got Bristol. So, and that's yes, incredible. Yes. I mean, it's just unbelievable that you managed to get there considering the trauma that you've been through. So yeah. you took the place. So I took the place yeah. and uh, I studied sociology and social policy. Amazing. Yes. And it was, um, I mean, it was a difficult time because yeah. in my first year of university, so basically we decided that, you know, it was best that I left the area and eventually um, I moved back home. And, mm. and this is when I, um, 
I bumped into, you know, the person. Oh, um, but anyway, prior to that, I, I had, um, I moved back for a little while and I, I met a wonderful young man who, okay. who um, you know, man. a good man, good, good young man. And Thank we, we, we became, um, you know, we were just, I mean, I really loved him. And um, he was very supportive throughout that stage. And, you know, telling somebody, you know, a young male what you've been through is very difficult. And, yeah. and he was extremely supportive because I was still very scared terrifying for you to allow somebody exactly 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 and so he was just such a remarkable um young man and um like I was saying before you know I grew up in quite a rough area Mm. so unfortunately um he was murdered and um for being in the wrong place at the wrong time you know um which was extremely extremely difficult to deal with I mean oh You've been on such a journey. We're going to take two minutes. How you... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. Okay, deep breaths all around. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I feel as if you have spirits of other women that must also be in you that have helped to carry you through this time because, I mean, first of all, your groomer and then your big love after having lost your father and gone through having to take care of him from a very early age, it's a lot Mm -hmm. for one person. Yeah, no, you're right. And 
I mean, my mother was incredible in a way that she would always read us books from women that had been, you know, before us. So people like, you know, she would teach us about history and people like even Maya Angelou and and some of her poems. And she has an incredible, you know, poem or statement that she makes that, you know, you will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. Mm -hmm. And I always knew and there was always something within me that knew that there was much more to life than what I was being brought, you know. And you know what, Gracie? They do say that when you come out on the other side, you've been chosen. You are one of the chosen ones. One of the chosen ones that has had to experience such extreme pain on so many different levels because they knew you were strong enough not only to survive Mm -hmm. and cope, but actually to rise even higher Mm -hmm. and live your life now helping others in the way that you do. So sometimes what can be the greatest tragedy becomes a gift because you can heal yourself when you start helping to heal others. And it's quite a big thing to be one of the chosen ones. And the chosen ones, by this I mean, and to all of you out there who have had extraordinarily painful experiences and some have had numerous of them and as painful as it is you've got to realize that you've been chosen because he knows or she knows that you not only can survive but you can do much more than that and you can give so much hope to so many other people and it's a When it's really painful, it's very difficult to see it as a gift. But I know that the many challenges that I've had in my life at the time, I couldn't see it as anything. There was nothing positive in it. It just Mm -hmm. was something that made my wounds bleed and ooze even more. But, you know, today I'm really able to look back on some of those things and really say, what a gift. What a Mm -hmm. gift to have been allowed to experience it and be given the strength to not only get through it, but also heal it and come out on the other side and be in a position where you can actually be a support and help to others. Exactly. So true. And that's where you are now in your life, right? (laughs) So did you you manage to return to Bristol? Um, Yes, so I did. I I did finish my degree. I remember calling my... um, lecturer at the time and, and just saying you know I won't be coming back you know because mm. I'm I'm have to you know obviously go to my boyfriend's funeral and they were very supportive and then you know I, I went back and I, and I got on with it and um you know I had I'd become so um it had become my normality to numb the pain. So I was still living in a place of complete distance from mm-hmm. my emotions in order to survive, I think. And still drinking? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was still drinking yeah. and, um, you know, but I think the brain is such a powerful thing, you know, that when you suffer um, so many traumas and in such a short space of time, mm-hmm. the brain kind of cuts off in a way to help you survive. Because yeah. if you were to feel the intensity of all of those emotions, yeah. you are, you know, possibly I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. And so there had to be a disconnect in order yeah. for me to continue, I you know, see, to, to kind of soldier that. on in yeah. a sense. Um and luckily I did survive that and, and you know and, and one of the biggest things today that has actually enabled me to live the life that I that I'm now living is is from speaking my truth and yeah. and that was but that was when I made a conscious decision to take the person to court who had harmed me. Gosh, that's brave. That is so brave. Yeah. But can I ask you a question that when you made that decision, did you then also find that um, because that obviously to make that decision is feeling your feelings? 
Yeah, exactly. So how, when you were so disattached because you kept numbing, what, what was it that not made you break down because you actually had a breakthrough. Yeah. And I think the day that you decide that you're going to go on your healing journey and you're going to reattach to your heart mm-hmm. and your spirit and your soul and all of your feelings. And I think it's the bravest, most amazing thing when you decide to go on that healing journey. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah. So it was, you know, I, leading up to the court case, I had to stop working, you know, that, you know, I was under a lot of pressure and, um, it was then really that I had, I like to call it an, uh, an awakening, but I had a breakdown, you know, and, and there's a saying that God can't give you whatever you believe in your higher power, can't give you anything if your hands are too full. And so everything literally had to be stripped away. And that happened. I lost my job, but, you know, I lost my friends and I was left sitting by myself. And, and, and I, you know, I think discomfort is a very important thing because it really tells us you know whether we we want to stay in what we're in or whether we we need to really make a change and I was so uncomfortable with living the my life the way that I was in, and I was in uncomfortable of I was in I was it, it didn't feel right anymore that I was treating myself in this way you know and so the more time I had by myself I started to get more of an understanding of what it was that I really wanted from life and 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 that was a kind of gradual process, you know, and I just think it's extremely important. A lot of us are so afraid to stop, so afraid to to spend time with ourselves and, and really understand who we are as individuals. What do we want from the world? And, and, and those are quite, they're big questions, but those questions can only really fully be answered when you actually really go back to the past yeah. and, and deal so with your did past. You have any therapy or anything to help? So you? yeah, so my mum's always been a huge advocate for that from mm. quite a young age after we lost our father that we we should have therapy. Your mum sounds like one hell of an amazing woman. She, I mean, how is. extraordinary! Education, good worth it, good work ethic, and getting help yeah I mean I love that what a healthy balanced extraordinary woman no wonder you've turned into such a, <laughs> an amazing grace and you know not just my mother as my mother is incredible and I also had my incredible sister Sula who you know was a huge part of that journey you know and we're extremely close today and she definitely was um one of my angels along the way you know and, and who stood up for me so bravely and strongly in court and testified oh, and everything incredible family is everything basically yeah, and I love that you call her an angel because you see that I so believe in angels mm. and, and I and I also just think that you know, I've said this as well so many times before, is when, when you're going through something really tough, you know, some friends are like family, but your your family are really the people who exactly. always have your back, hopefully, exactly. if you've got a good family and, and support around you. But really, it's important to, to lean on them sometimes yeah. and allow them to yeah. help you and guide you and support you because you can't do everything all on your own all the time. No, exactly. And so the court case was, you know, I mean, it was a very difficult, very difficult process. But prior to that, I hadn't spoken about what had happened to me for 10 years. So the first time I'd ever mentioned it was with a police officer. And so that um, was, you know, I mean, it just rocked my world, really. But amazing also that you didn't get sick, Grace, because I think holding on to... I think holding on to such trauma without speaking to anybody about it, you know, it's like carrying the weight of the entire world on your shoulders in such a painful way. And I think often, you know, the things that, and I say this to my children, you know, it's so important to speak 
speak up of everything, speak of your pain, speak your truth, always speak your truth. Um, because I do believe that what you keep on the inside that doesn't come out can actually make you sick. How did you, how were you able to remain in, in, in balance? Because somehow your body must have physically been in balance. And maybe no, it was exactly. because you, maybe it was because you, you, you saved yourself by, by somehow drowning yourself in mm -hmm. probably keeping busy and having a few too many cocktails now and again. Yeah, I think, I think so. And, um, and being blessed with a very physically strong body. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know. And well, it sounds like you used the alcohol to deal with it. Exactly, exactly. The therapy, but then, so you, you finally had your awakening and you took this horrible man mm -hmm, to court. Mm -hmm. And what was the outcome? Yeah, and he was sentenced to 13 years in prison. <gasps> you are truly amazing. Yeah, Seriously, you know. Seriously, that is um, incredible that you went to that extent. To, and well done you. I just, I, that is so remarkable. So remarkable. Wow, so that means he's there now. Yeah. Well, thank God you've protected all those other girls that could have been potentially exposed exactly. to somebody like exactly. him. Exactly, and I think the bigger picture is, you know, I, I knew when I was standing up in court that this was greater than me, you know, and it was, and, and it was also about me, you know, being a voice for all the other women that came before me that weren't able to were there, there were others and so um you know it's a victory not just for myself yeah how amazing grace um has he made contact with you whilst he's been in prison yeah, has he sorry? no and he wouldn't be allowed to no no, no. yeah no there'd be absolutely you. no way okay and yeah. how do you feel about his sentence coming to an end soon uh, so still a long time because okay. it's only been, you know, it's only been about four years. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh so, so this, of course, sorry, this happened 10 years later. Yes, ah. exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, I can, I'm, I'm happy for you that he's Thank in you. there and um, well done you for going the whole way to, to do yeah. that because that's incredibly brave and standing in a courtroom looking at somebody who's done all those mm -hmm. terrible things mm -hmm. to you must have been excruciatingly painful and frightening yeah it was oh gosh. i've got a question to ask mm -hmm. you because of course when you're so brave to actually stand up against someone who's caused you so much pain i mean you know i think you have to have faith you know it's yeah. i can't put my trust in a system but you know though this system has been incredible in helping me come to justice like mm -hmm. my trust has to be in the love of myself my trust has yeah. to be in the faith of my higher power to yeah. know that I am divinely guided and protected and you know you haven't been broken no you exactly broken exactly on so many occasions and you're here exactly and you're smiling exactly and you're healthy and you're happy exactly. and you're whole again yeah. and no one can take that away exactly from you. no one no matter what they do to you they can't break you exactly and you know that now yeah. which is an incredible gift it is for you it to really know is. yourself as it well. really is I also think that that faith having that faith and I remember my wonderful therapist saying to me in any situation where you feel scared you have to put a a navy blue velvet cloak around you of protection lined in gold and you will be safe if you believe that you will be safe, you will be safe. Exactly, exactly. So you are, obviously, you've achieved your voice, you've found your bravery yes. and your courage, yes. courage. You've, you've, you've managed to get this awful man put in prison mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future. Then when you had done that, you must have felt amazing. 
I did. I, you know, I did feel amazing. And, but, you know, unfortunately, I was still in active addiction. Right. So, you know, okay. um, and oh, after... Gosh, how did you how did you get through court in active addiction? I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Wow. Again, I think there's, you know, some, some there's something greater that's always, yeah. always watching over you, you know. Um, and so I was still in that pattern, you know, and that's yeah. not something you can change overnight, even though you may have, you, you know, you may have because ended something. Because I guess it something. becomes it part becomes, of your everyday it, life. Exactly, exactly. Take it away would seem more unusual exactly than keeping it. exactly and so it was you know it was after that that in my mind I believe the only reason why I was drinking was because of what I'd experienced mm. you know and it so I I believe that after the court case I would stop drinking mm. I would stop using you know because this was the one thing that was really yeah. controlling and affecting my life mm. and that's when I realized that actually this was greater than me that this addiction was much mm. greater than yeah. any one situation and so it was then that I made a conscious decision um to take myself to rehab and get oh help gosh, that's another enormously brave move so wh where did you go and how long did you go and um, so how I, did you get through I and went, what advice can you give to somebody feeling yeah that they should take themselves mm -hmm. I think that you know if you are if you are it's all about why we are drinking you know and if if you are drinking when you feel extremely sad or you know you're you, you you feel that you feel better when you're going through a difficult situation once you have a drink and you're you're starting to isolate yourself and you're starting to drink alone or use you know or use alone um then I think it's important that you find somebody that you can you can speak to mm -hmm. and actually you know addiction isn't the root of the issue the root of the, the, the whatever's going on is much deeper and and that may stem from some form of trauma or something yeah. you've dealt with as a child and so I think if you can find the strength within you to find somebody to speak to about maybe some of those experiences you know because yeah. addiction is a secondary illness really yeah and I think also don't you think that um you know I I heard you saying how from a very young age you were looking after your father you know and I think it's very important sometimes to bear in mind what is what what is what is normal expectations of a child and what does it actually mean to allow a child to be a child and of course we all have to help around in the house etc etc but if your childhood is taken away from you uh, and probably on a very subconscious level you know it is quite traumatic that you weren't that you couldn't just be a normal child mm -hmm. like everyone else that you had to kind of become a a, a caring nurse yeah or, you know a helper from a very very young age and I think that you know, any kind of therapy, I think therapy full stop is absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. And I think that everybody has had to lesser or greater degrees, you know, experiences throughout their life that I think are really, really important to to talk about, you exactly. know, um, because a lot of these things can be the, 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 the little grain of, yeah, yeah, the trigger of something that might happen later on. So... You were brave enough to, to take yourself to your rehab. And yeah. Where did you, did you stay in London or did you go? So I, I went abroad actually mm. uh, for a month. Mm -hmm. And um, so that gave me the room really. I mean, it, it was the first time I remember being in a group um, at rehab and they asked us to share our stories. And it was the first time I really cried, you know, oh when God. I shared, you know, I've, I mean, yeah. I've cried many times, but the first time that I cried when sharing you what I'd experienced, made you know. Lots of people in that room realised that their problems were, very insignificant yeah. to be but, honest you, know, I don't, you probably I, helped a lot of people yeah. in rehab with you at that yeah, time possibly yeah. possibly yeah or isn't it also when you hear 
the first time you come into a room like that and you hear someone else's story and you think, oh my God, there are people who've experienced things that are equally big. You know, the, the gift of, of facing your fear and admitting you've got a problem exactly. and facing it head on and going into, into an environment where people can really support you, who yeah. know what they're doing, who exactly. know how to help you and knowing that it's not just you mm-hmm. with this problem, there's other people out there and then you must be able to see that there's a path for coming out the other side. A hundred percent. And you know what I love? Someone told me recently that, you know, there are, there are meetings for everything. Definitely. You know, whether you have lost someone, whether you have too much sex, whether you shop too much, mm. alcohol, drugs, of course, all of that. But there are so many different meetings. And if you feel sad or alone and you do find yourself reaching out for one of these various addictions, you know, you can also go to these meetings and you can just sit there and listen. Exactly. Yeah. You don't yeah. ever have to say anything. Mm. And and I've heard from more people than one who, who's gone to various different meetings that, you know, it really gave them the courage to start their healing journey just by going a few times to some of these meetings and realizing, you know what, I'm not alone. And on top of that, there's hope. There's yeah. hope for me. And there's something so powerful in, it, in being able to identify, you know, and knowing that you're not the only one that's suffering and that, um, and that definitely helped me. And, and the biggest thing is actually just realizing that there's a problem yeah exactly you know, it's admitting that, that there's the something biggest wrong. step yeah. you can possibly yeah. take in your healing so you were there for a month so I was there for a month and prior to that I'd came to the Prince's Trust okay um and um so when I stopped working you know I had to find a, a means to pay my bills mm. so I joined fell back on my massage diploma and I joined lots of different agencies and that's what I remember. You did your massage. And I remember thinking, my God, one day I would like to be lucky enough to have a massage by you. Yeah. Yes, because I imagine you're a healer as well as a... Exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, started building up um, my clients and, and I, you know, and I had an opportunity to go into working environments. And I thought, you know, there's really something here about bringing holistic Mm. services into the workplace Mm. to support people's and employees' mental and physical well-being. But I'd never set up a business before. So, you know, a friend of mine recommended the Prince's Trust. And so I went to the Prince's Trust with my idea. And, you know, it was was at that point that I realised, you know, it is about responsibility and I have Mm. to start taking my life more seriously. Seriously. And so that's when I then decided to go to rehab midway through my time of the trust. And can I just ask you, when you when you decided um, with the support of the Prince's Trust to set up your own business, this was going to be a holistic business where you were going to, within your business, employ other men, women, um, maybe with a similar story in one way or another, who could also start healing through massage is that right is that what I remember rightly so um so the company's called work spa mm-hmm. and really the core values are um about you know for me massage really did change my life you know it was shortly after my court case that you know when I started joining all these agencies and started massaging people I started realizing that you know the huge benefits that massage can bring to people's lives and to mine yeah. and, and what massage did for me is it gave me room to learn how to calm my mind how to 
um, you know, feel feel at peace with being within myself mm -hmm. and also just having more stillness. Mm -hmm. And so it was very meditative for me, actually, mm -hmm. offering people treatments. Mm -hmm. And I could see the effects it had on people afterwards, mm -hmm. you know, and it also gave room for people to share mm -hmm. how, you know, what they were going through as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very beautiful, you know, beautiful thing mm -hmm. to offer people. And so, you know, I really believe that if we could bring this into the workplace and just create more work-life balance, mm -hmm. um, that it could really have a huge effect on individuals mm -hmm. and, you know, naturally happy employees and yeah, more, more productive and, yeah. and happier companies. And so it's expanded from there, really, you yeah. know. Um, and so how have the Princess Trust helped you? So the Princess Trust have been um, amazing in offering, um, so they offer you a range of, so basically you go on the, I went on the Enterprise Programme, and which is you do four days of training, so they mm -hmm. teach about all the different aspects of business. Mm -hmm. And um, then you have about a year to complete your business plan. Mm -hmm. And so they want you to test trade effectively and, you know, and see if the, your business is going to be viable or not. And so then you go to panel and they have a look at your business plan and decide whether they're going to offer you a mentor or some funding and I asked for a mentor because I believe wisdom is better than gold mm. and so um, I've got a wonderful mentor today called Chris Letcher who um, we meet monthly yeah. and we talk about you know different business strategies how we're going to move forward and the Prince's Trust have really, they saw something in me that I didn't see. You know, if I, when I look back and think, you know, two years ago. You, you must see it now. Now I do, yes, of course. Yes, yeah, and, and that's yeah. through the belief of other people, you know, and, yeah. and that's what's yeah. so powerful. You know, when, if you give somebody, if you believe in somebody, you know, you can really change their lives. Mm -hmm. And so the Prince's Trust have been incredible. And so one, just uh, one thing that you mentioned when we were having a moment of a break, because we were all getting quite emotional, <laughs> um, was your drinking anniversary yeah so I decided to um I mean I didn't just I mean it happened you know mm -hmm. I stopped decided to stop drinking and it was the um n the 19th and it was exactly the same the same day that my boyfriend that passed away it's his birthday so today Amazing. we both celebrate a birthday so together to celebrate that gift that he gave you that moment in your life exactly and your day of Exactly. Taking the power back. Exactly. Building your business. Exactly. And I mean, it's just an incredible journey you've been on. All, yeah, so we go yeah. all over the UK. So oh, we, the um, right. company supporting HSBC, we sort okay. of them at their conferences and some of their offices across Fantastic. the UK. And we've just started a um, wellbeing program for the White Company. So we're offering Brilliant. them yoga and massage. And we've had such incredible feedback for Brilliant. how the employees are, are feeling. Yes, yeah, I yes. used to work with She's her wonderful. years and years She's wonderful ago I worked yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So it's going really well. Yeah, it's going wow. really well. Grace, this is incredible. <laughs> it really is amazing. And so where are you living? And are you living alone now? And how's your mom doing? <laughs> she must be so proud of you. She is. And I, I um so I won the awards for Ambassador of the Year, the the um regionals, and I found out from Fern Cotton when I did a podcast with her that I've also won the nationals. So I'm going to the London Palladium tomorrow. Oh my gosh, and I'm gonna be awarded amazing. by Prince Charles. Oh. Yeah. What an achievement. Oh I mean, it's incredible, really. This is amazing. Yeah. Grace. So my mum will be there and she she is beaming with joy yeah yes. she's so proud I'm so sad my sister um works in an international school in South Korea so unfortunately she can't come um oh. but it will be my mom and my younger sister and my business mentor so tomorrow is going to be a big day tomorrow, so it's very exciting 
tomorrow day. It's going to start in the daytime. What so. are you wearing? I've got, well, phase eight. Um, let me, I went to their um, shop the other day and they gave me a dress and it's beautiful. Wow. It's oh, really stunning. So, so I'm really excited. So t- this afternoon is rehearsals for you. Yes. Is that right? Yes, yes. And have you got to give a little speech? Actually, I can relax a little bit, which is okay, quite nice. Good. So um, I'll just go and collect my award. Okay. But there's going to be a video about my life that they filmed oh, at my house. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Grace, I, I'm living? so happy for you. So um, I live in East London still. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's very interesting that you Yeah, but not to close remain. to where, okay. yeah. But you love East London? I love it. It's such a diverse community and, and I really love where I live. Um, so, yeah. And you've got the same friends, new friends? New friends. friends. And new I friends. think, you know, when you are changing and, and making changes in your life, not everybody can come on the journey with yeah. you and that's okay. And that's that's something that I found difficult, I, I but I've totally had to learn with you. And acceptance I think life of that. Can sometimes be about chat. <gasps> Bless you. Bless you. Life can sometimes be about chapters. Exactly. And when you close one chapter and open another, sometimes you have to go into that chapter with different people. A hundred percent. And they can come back into your life exactly. through the chapters. Exactly. But I really believe that once you've got out of something that's been difficult, a lot of the people that would have been in that moment with you, you kind of need to move away 100%, from a little bit. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, it's yeah. so true. And, and, so- and I think the people around you really help make you the success that you become yeah and you, you are a have... reflection of your you know the people Show me you your have friends around and I'll tell you. you who you are like my dad always said it's yeah so one. true yeah. so true and what about love grace <laughs> what about love because you look I'm like in love with my business you know, love, but you look, you look so you're just surrounded by light and love oh, it's quite incredible thank you um you know what I'm in love with myself at the moment which is a wonderful thing what a wonderful I never thing to be there, what a so. wonderful thing to be and and your business which is also an amazing thing because at the end of the day if you can build something on your own become exactly. self-sufficient mm-hmm. become independent then you'll never allow a man to exactly. overshadow anything exactly. you're doing and you can find exactly. an equal partner exactly to bounce you you know to it would only enhance your life never take anything away from it or add too much to overshadow you and I think that's such an important lesson for anybody out there is you know once you've done it on your own you can survive and and you can get through but you've done more than survive you've come out the other side and you are on fire <laughs> and you're winning awards and you've built your successful business and it is such an inspiration oh, an incredible journey and Really, my heart goes out to everything you've had to endure in your life. But it's made you who you are. And that is truly lovely on the inside and the outside. And it's been such an enormous pleasure having you you share with us. We are so thankful for you because it's a tough journey and it must be tough to share. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you you are the complete image to me of this survivor that turned into... A superwoman. I don't know if you guys recently have seen everything going on with a new only female super... Uh, uh, only female superhero movie, the new Marvel movie. Oh, no. Which is apparently only made by women. Wow. Directed by women. Incredible. With women actors, which I think is really incredible. Really incredible. And Reese Witherspoon, who you know is a real yeah. um, stand-up for everything to empower women. And I think the way you've survived, and there is not even an ounce of victim. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one time in my life when I literally was licking the floor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I thought, you know what? Right now, I do relate to 
uh, people who jump out of windows because yeah. there are times in your life when the pain can be so intense that you actually don't know what to do. To do yeah. And I remember my oldest girlfriend came to me at that time in my life um, and said to me, you're not a victim. You're not a victim. And I, and I was kind of like looking at her thinking, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I am not a victim. And I think with your story, Grace, and what you've been through and the way you have healed uh, and the way that you've turned your life around with that there's no anger, there's no bitterness, quite on the contrary, you've been able to see and do everything in such a beautiful and positive and amazing way. Hats off to you. Oh, thank and you. And so well done. And you deserve everything. And may your light shine so brightly for, oh, thank for you. so, so, so many decades and centuries because now you know we, we can almost choose how old we want to become if we take care of ourselves mentally and physically, physically exactly um and can i please book a massage of course you can <laughs> I, well congratulations on your amazing thank you so tomorrow. much and good luck i hope you don't get too nervous going no. out there i'm sure you don't get nervous at all <laughs> everything you've had to endure already but we really we wish you all the best and we hope to see you again and hear more of your business development if you ever want to come back and talk to us about how it's going and uh yeah well done the princess trust as well what an amazing scheme and program to to involve people in and we just wish everybody a very happy day i feel very inspired by you and thankful for all i have and protective over my children and i want to be involved in every aspect of their life (laughs) that's how it makes me feel thank you thank Thank you you so much i really appreciate it thank you grace Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.